what's going on everybody in Sharks territory. I'm Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast for February 12th, 2023. Depending on where you're viewing this evening live on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, you're practically spending the night in Shark City. Uh, We got a nice little show lined up for you today, this Sunday morning, I guess at this point, as we're doing it late Really here, really late live here in Shark City. Um, it just is what it is, you know what I'm saying? I had a nice little weekend planned out with the fam, not going to lie. Getting all the preparations um, and everything in store for the big game. You know, it's Super Bowl Sunday, and I know there's a hockey podcast, but, um, you know, living here in the Bay Area, fan of multi-sports, and um, as they say here, you know, Bay Area Unite, unfortunately, our team kind of fell short, but nonetheless, we're going to watch the big show here in my household anyways. Uh, before the big game, which is why I'm even talking about all of this in general, uh, the Zalzi Sharks are actually going to face the nation's capitals team, the Washington Capitals. I'm going to go over there and say what's up to Ovi. Um, it's pretty unique because from my understanding, this is the... Second time in franchise history that the Sharks will actually play on the same day of the um, Super Bowl. All right, so we'll get into all that a little bit later on in the program. We'll preview that game and more. We'll react and um, recap some of the actions since the last time we got together to talk Sharks hockey. And, of course, we are going to uh, lean into the latest trade rumors. So we will get into... um, the latest on pretty much New Jersey wanting dibs on Timo Meyer. Um, the Oilers gaining interest, or they regain interest in Eric Carlson, I guess is a better way of saying it. And, um, you know, Aaron Dell was called up. He was called up yesterday, yesterday morning. So it had everybody in Sharks territory kind of uh, scrambling their imaginations, that is, on whether or not, um, you know, Reimer would be on the move. But it all really started earlier this week when NHL Network reported that the following Sharks are on the trade block. Uh, Eric Carlson, obviously been hearing his name all season. Uh, um, You know, the defenseman who's 32 years old has that huge um, contract of $11.5 million. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more on, you know, what it'll probably take to move him or what it is reported that the Sharks may have to do in order to potentially move Carlson off the roster. I don't even know if um, if it's worth it. I mean, like I said at the beginning of the season, I was all for it. But now that he's on his way to getting a Norris Trophy, keep him here. Keep him here. Let's get um, you know, let's get the um, the trophy case filled up here in San Jose, right? Because um, you know it'll have our our it'll have his name on it, of course. But you know our team name will be right there with him. Anyways, uh, Timo Meyer was also put on that list. Uh, nothing breaking there. No news breaking there. Those are the two big names that um, have been essentially, um, you know, what the whole league's been salivating over since practically the beginning of the season. Um, but then, of course, there's three other names out there. Some of you may not be surprised about this. Others of you, this may be a first. But uh, Kevin LeBanc, James Reimer, and Nick Bonino. So a 27-year-old forward, Kevin LeBanc, obviously has a cap hit of $4.73 million. Uh, Timo Meyer, by the way, is currently at $6 mil, uh, but he's due for, for a payday, a, a bigger paycheck. Uh, people are saying at least $9 million to start, um, which is something else we'll go into. We kind of covered that last episode about how, um, you know, Winnipeg essentially was showing interest in Timo Meyer. They may be able to actually extend him, whereas like New Jersey, for example, pardon me, um, they may not want to have him, him being Meyer, uh, making more than their current stars. Um, LeBanc with the $4.73 million hit on the cap space. Just a reminder for everybody out there who's uh, keeping track of the um, salary cap. And, um, you know, Reimer and Benino, $2 million and some change for both of those 34-year-old uh, Sharks players. So again, those um all those numbers for the cap hit and the um the players that was from NHL Network. They actually obviously broadcasted it and then they tweeted it. 
just to make sure that Sharks territories were aware of it. They put the hashtag SJ Sharks to ensure that, you know, it got in our threads out there in Twitter. So we're going to have to react to this, right? We're going to have to react to this. So again, um, just in case you're joining a little bit late live, um, the journey we're going to go on today is New Jersey wants dibs on Timo Meyer, Carlson to the Edmonton Oilers, perhaps. And uh, is James Reimer on the move? Um, again, we're going to recap and react to some of the past two games, and we'll end the program by previewing tonight's game, just the second game in Sharks uh, history to be played on Super Bowl Sunday. All right, let's dive into it. So um, here we go. Timo Meyer. We might as well start off with Timo Meyer. All right, um, so Timo Meyer, it's been reported that New Jersey wants dibs on Timo, which is another way of saying that if the Saudi Sharks find an offer from another suitor out in the National Hockey League, uh, New Jersey wants them to call them or DM them first before making it official, before saying it through to the commish, right? Um, but long story short is it's gaining more and more steam that Meyer may be headed to the East Coast. Um, so just to play catch up, Timo Meyer was very impressive in his um, game just the other day against uh, Tampa Bay. I'll save my reactions for that a little bit later. But the whole reason I bring that up is previously on the last episode, we we're speaking about how Winnipeg Jets entered the conversation for the whole Timo Meyer, um, you know, uh, trade targets. And that they actually, and this this story came out of the Athletic. So again, if you want to check out that episode, you know, because I want to just kind of jump right to it and not be repetitive, uh, go to Shark City, SharkCityHockey.com and check out the previous episode. Um, so to wrap it up, out of all the people to be at the game over there in Florida, now a lot of people were in Florida by all means because the NHL All-Star weekend was in Florida, in Sunrise, Florida, all right? But uh, in Tampa Bay, specifically, the uh, GM of the Winnipeg Jets just happened to be making an appearance, right? Uh, Timo Meyer, of course, uh, got the game-winning goal in overtime, so I'm pretty sure that he was impressive if it is, in fact, you know, um, the GM of the Jets, you know, if that's, in fact, who he was interested in when he was there at, uh, attending that game. Um, so... Let me just get back on point here. So um, that right there was kind of interesting, but then following those games, so obviously that was a couple of days ago, and more recently, uh, the reports have dropped that New Jersey wants dibs. Okay, so they want dibs. They want to make sure that they're um, being the ones to pretty much make the final offer for um, Timo Meyer. And um, so this right here is a surprise. Obviously, Timo Meyer to uh, New Jersey isn't um, breaking news. However, I did found I did find this story that I thought is worth um, a mention and definitely worth a read for Sharks fans out there. So um, it was written and this is published by uh, NJ, so New Jersey Advanced uh, Media for NJ.com. The story is by Ryan uh, Novizinski, and essentially, you know, he's going into. Um, the history of essentially um, the New Jersey Devils general manager kind of um, hinting toward making, you know, looking to buy somebody like Timo Meyer. You know what I'm saying? So um, we'll get to some of these quotes here. But um, by the way, the general manager of the New Jersey Devils is Tom Fitzgerald. So he made it uh, clear that they are going to be deadline buyers. All right. They had the intention to be, um, you know, purchasing for this trade deadline. And um, in early November with The Athletic, he revealed that he had a desire specifically to add a top six winger by the trade deadline. By the trade deadline. So there's no rush on this whole Timo Meyer thing. Because uh, that's the other thing, too. Um, earlier today, uh, Timo Meyer's camp, I believe, um, or has been reported that essentially um, Timo Meyer isn't... Uh, no one's been allowed to really talk to him about extensions yet, but uh, we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, but anyways, back to the point. Um, Fitzgerald, the GM of the, De of the devils, 
Um, this is his quote. If I can make a hockey trade that improves our club, then yeah, I'll explore that. And he told that to the NJ Advanced Media. He also went on to say that if it's possible, I'd like to add a top six, uh, excuse me, that was athletic. If it's possible, I'd like to add a top six winger to athletic. And then um, he went on to say, and I'd like to be able to control the player past the season, essentially, and grow. I'd be willing to give up assets to do that. And I've got to know, what does that look like? All right, so um, the article goes on to report, essentially, and this I thought was really interesting, okay? So they go on to report how earlier uh, during the draft that the GM kind of had the same sentiment about, um, you know, trying to acquire talent and that he even reportedly said that he would um, be willing to give up high draft picks. So uh, let me just get the quick quote on here so I'm making sure it's okay. So the Devils Executive Vice President of Hockey Operations, Martin Brodeur, everyone knows him, the legendary goaltender, he told the NJ Advance uh, Media, which is what the story is coming out of, on Thursday, uh, at the end of the day, we're not going to impair what we want to do going forward in the future. We have to be careful what kind of impact we want uh, to do this year. If there's something doable and available to us, we'll look at it. Like everyone says, we're a year ahead of where we're supposed to be. That doesn't mean you have to act uh, not responsibly. We're there for the long run. We want this team to be successful. We have a success, success now. Pardon me. We know where we want to get some help, and we'll try to achieve it. End quote. All right. Um, so again, it's interesting to read. I don't want to like you know put it all here on the broadcast. I you know, but uh, check that out. That's uh, New Jersey uh, Advanced Media or NJ.com. The story is by Ryan uh, Novomansky. It just goes into the history of the uh, New Jersey Devils general manager essentially uh, quoting how he's looking for someone like Timo Meyer. Um, I believe the Devils, they, they quote the Devils having like the number two prospect pool. This is when the Athletic uh, released that earlier. Just for those who want to know, I believe they ranked the Sharks at 17th. Uh, maybe 14th, I could be incorrect, pardon the number. But anyways, long story short is... Um, it's just more evidence out there that's that's suggesting that New Jersey is going to wrap up Timo Meyer if Meyer moves at all. So it'll be interesting to see what they'll be willing to give up to obtain him, given that, again, they have the number two prospect pool, according to the Athletic. All right. So um, whether it's draft picks or prospects, um, it will be really um intriguing to see what new jersey is willing to do to make sure that if meyer is indeed on the move that they get the uh, last say and get dibs um, of course timo meyer just to, you know pardon the sake of being repetitive but he is valued at having a 10 million dollar qualifying offer this off season and um jesper bratt is a player that a lot of um you know, some of the um, reports out there are kind of seeing me contradict the move from Meyer because you know, obviously he needs to be resigned. Uh, however, since, you know, the beginning of the year, apparently, um, and again, this is uh, NJ Advanced Media, they have uh, reached out to uh, Jesper Bratt's um, camp multiple times and they, quote, said, have nothing new to report, you know, in regards to um, him having... Um, an extension in New Jersey. So just some stuff to um, check out, read, dive into a little bit deeper yourself. But I just definitely thought it was worth, um, you know, the mention tonight's program for some more context on on Timo Meyer. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you for everybody who's been um, joining this program live, and to everyone who's listening on their favorite podcast platform. I'm Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast for February twelfth, twenty twenty three. This is season two, episode. 27 uh, we are reacting to all the trade rumors going on going down in san jose my bad um a lot of noise recently obviously surrounding timo meyer again um, a lot of this news is breaking on twitter so if you guys want to you know stay up to beat or you know stay you know um you know stay on point with what's going on in sharks territory you by all means i invite you to check out our account at shark city hockey and you know i'll be sharing things that i think are important for you know fans to you know stay you know stay on beat with but um 
yeah, so again with Timo Meyer, uh, there's a lot of suggestions out there. Oh, by the way, check out our Instagram too. We made a pretty cool graphic about maybe some of the future places Timo Meyer might land. Uh, you know, it's like kind of a puzzle, so check it out. But um, a lot of people out there were suggesting that the New York Rangers might be a potential fit for Timo Meyer. Just want to keep uh, the rumors and the trade uh, tracker up to date on this uh, podcast. Uh, Pierre Lebron, uh, Pierre Lebron, pardon me, uh, reported, or excuse me, uh, getting a little ahead of myself in my notes here. Um, I believe it was Frank Saravalli. Let me just make sure I get that correct. Yes, Frank Saravalli reported on Twitter that um, Nico Mikola and uh, Tarasenko, the deal between the Blues and the New York Rangers went down. So that obviously, for those of you who thought Timo Meyer may potentially be going to the New York Rangers, um, that obviously takes him off of the list of um, you know possible trade targets. So now um, it's expected that Carolina... And New Jersey, even though I just made a big case for New Jersey, just want to say that Carolina is also being um, considered a heavy favorite for Timo Meyer. Now, back to uh, the tweet I was trying to put earlier via Pierre LeBron. Uh, this was yesterday on Twitter. He said that the Sharks haven't given permission yet to Timo Meyer's camp to speak directly to the teams about an extension. Um. And the expectation is it'll happen closer to the trade deadline. Or, you know, closer to when the offers are firmed up, pardon me. I'll just quote him, quote, I'll just quote the tweet word for word here. Uh, Sharks haven't given permission yet for, to Timo Meyer's camp to speak directly to teams about an extension. The expectation, or expectation, pardon me, is that um, it will happen closer to trade offers being firmed up. Devils and Kane still among several teams. Very much interested in Meyer depending on the extension. Um, so... Uh, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, again, said this in the last uh, episode, Timo Meyer, the Carolina Hurricanes, would mean obviously the reunion of him and Brent Burns, but also would mean at this moment being placed on a team that has the best odds at hoisting the Stanley Cup. Uh, last time I checked on Money Puck, they had about 12 or 14% chance of winning the whole thing. So... Um, you know, be very interesting to see whether or not Timo, uh, I mean, either way, it seems like Timo Meyer's going to end up in red if he doesn't get an extension and stay in San Jose. So it'll be interesting to see if it's going to be, you know, Carolina red or if it's going to be New Jersey red. But nonetheless, um, it seems as if Meyer is going to make himself an East Coast trip. And, um, you know, perhaps that'll be it in Sharks territory. So with that being said, I want to take a quick moment because, you know, with the whole trade deadline and especially with how the Sharks have been over the past couple of years, um, it's very easy to get lost in, how do I say this? Like, I guess the ride, the emotional roller coaster that is, you know, um, what some fans feel may be the inevitable. I mean, if Timo Meyer and or Eric Carlson moves within the next couple of weeks, you know, we're going to be officially on that rebuild or reset or whatever you want to call it, right? But that's what a lot of fans feel. Um, so, oh, man, it's, I don't know if this is like one of those Band-Aid things where you just want to rip it off already, right? But at the same token, um, I think these moves have a big indication for, you know, exactly where the expectation in terms of the fan base uh, goes uh, for the team will be. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if Eric Carlson or Timo Meyer are no longer on the roster in a few weeks, then a lot of Sharks fans are going to be um, considering this to be like, in my opinion, uh, the epitome of, you know, um, the Sharks essentially, you know, resetting, I guess. But, um, you know, if, if Meyer gets extended, and if Carlson remains a San Jose Shark until the end of the season, then, you know, some people might feel like, you know, the Sharks, you know, um, you know, their plan may be a little misdirected. There's, there's a 
there is no shortage of opinions from the fan base. Trust me, when it comes to the direction his team should make, all I'm trying to say with this little bit here is um, either way, whether Carlson or Meyer is on the squad come March 3rd, or you know, um, if they're not, um, I'm going to put my trust in Mike Greer, and I'm going to trust their plan because you know um, the reality situation is is we probably won't feel the effects of his changes until maybe midway through next season. And, um, you know, supposedly his buddy Quinn is highly respected amongst the league. So, you know, we'll see what he can do as, um, you know, he gets his second, um, his, you know, second stint at being the head coach. But all I have to say is, you know, I want to trust, I want to trust the general manager, Mike Greer, you know, just see what kind of magic you can pull off. Um, he's obviously been making moves prior to the trade deadline. Um, and, you know, this this is going to be Mike Greer's Sharks. So the only way to see what Mike Greer's Sharks will look like is to actually, you know, uh, you know, sit back and let them do their deals, whether they make them or not. And, you know, just trust them. That's all I'm trying to get at. But that was just a little tangent. What I really wanted to say, <laughs> thank you, is... um. If indeed this is Timo Meyer final uh, couple of weeks here in Sharks territory, because they were interviewing him post game, I think it was um, yeah against Tampa Bay. They're interviewing him post game. Them, uh, they being Drew Remenda and Randy Hahn, um, they were interviewing Timo Meyer post game after the overtime victory, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and they even they asked him. They asked him about like you know what's it like to be on the team. And, uh, you know, with all this noise surrounding your name with trade talks, you know what I'm saying? So for his answer, check it out on Twitter. Again, you can follow us at Shark City Hockey. If you are watching us on Twitter right now, um, then, you know, just uh, when you have a moment, scroll down, scroll down our timeline there. Um, and, of course, if you're listening to your favorite podcast platform, uh, by all means, check us out on social media across the board at Shark City Hockey. Uh, but, yeah, back to the point. I just kind of want to review Timo Meyer's uh, time in San Jose. So I want to go over Timo time in San Jose here. I really do. Because you never know. You know, this morning, um, we could have woke. I mean, tomorrow, you never know. You never know who's going to be on that flight home from, um, you know, from Washington. You don't know who's going to be on that flight home. You know, there could be there could be transactions that, you know, there could be transactions just already just waiting for approval. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Aaron Dell got called up. We're going to react to that a little bit later. But the point I'm trying to say is that any at any moment, it doesn't have to be March 3rd, but from any moment from now until until, um, you know, next month. You know, it could be the last time, like, you know, Timo Meyer plays for the trucks could be his last game, etc. If he indeed ends up being traded away. So with all that, I would like to go over Timo Meyer's time until Timo time until. All right. Um, so uh, Timo Meyer so far has played 447 games for the San Jose Sharks across seven years. His entire career in the NHL has been with the San Jose Sharks. All right. Um, so at the age of 20, all right, he's only 26 right now. At the age of 20, he um, got 34 games in for us. All right, um, so-and-so year. Didn't really pick up until his following season, but bottom line is um, he made the roster his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, as the story goes, he would have made it earlier than, anticip- than he actually did, but he had a sickness, so he had to take some time off, and then when he was ready, he made the roster. Um I believe he was pardon pardon my memory here, but I believe he's he first started with Jonas Donskoy and Chris Tierney. I could be incorrect. But um bottom line here is in the seven years that he's been a San Jose Shark, he's put up three hundred and fifteen points, hundred and fifty three goals, hundred and sixty two assists. Um I mean obviously you know, this season alone, like the past two seasons has been probably the most memorable for him being selected to his first ever NHL All-Star game last season. 
uh, scoring five goals in a game, including the fastest hat trick in the in the first period scored by a shark and the only shark to put up five goals in a single game. Uh, this year, right now, since January, he has ten goals in his past fourteen games. This stat right here is coming via Sounds like Sharks, by the way. Um, he reached twenty goals on the season and 300 points for his career on December 27th. Um, with his 30th goal, he now has three, or he has three 30 goal seasons in his career, which makes him tied with Captain Logan Couture for the most, or for third most in franchise history. Uh, in case you're wondering, uh, Joe Pavelski and Patrick Marlowe are two and one. Marlowe has seven seasons uh with 30 plus goals uh Pavelski has five um but back to Timo Meyer again this is um all coming from sounds like sharks uh PR this stat specifically from uh at shark stats on Twitter uh, Timo Meyer is the only player in franchise history to have three 30 goal campaigns before turning 27 years old again he's only 26 um Right now, he is 10th all-time in franchise history with goals. Um, I believe he's also 10th all-time on points. And um, he's the only player in Southern Sharks history with multiple five-game goal scoring streaks in the same season all right so what that means is that he went five games of scoring a goal in a row in a row okay and he's the only one to do that multiple times in the same season if i'm not mistaken it was uh number five yeah what else do we have for him he's tied right now six of the nhl and power play goals uh this season he has a career high of 0.58 goals per game average. Um, he's on pace right now to have an amazing season. He's second in the NHL with shots on goal. So even right now, he's doing so much for San Jose. It's the point I'm trying to get at. And that's, you know, with, without, you know, like um, getting too, you know, too in depth with everything else that he's done in San Jose. Bottom line I'm trying to get at is, um, we appreciate you, Timo Meyer. I just want you to know that if you end up not being on the squad in a couple of weeks, Sharks fans appreciate you. Uh, we did a poll on Instagram. You can follow us on our Instagram at Shark City Hockey again, by the way. Uh, we did a poll on our Instagram. We asked all of, all of our followers on Instagram uh, about what they felt um, if the Sounds of Sharks. If they want, if, if the Sounds of Sharks are going to extend Timo Meyer or if he's going to be traded away. This is the first time we've ever did a poll, and it's literally split even down the middle. 50%. 50% of, of, of the fan base out there, they they want Timo Meyer on the squad. They want him to be extended. They they value him as a, um integral piece of, you know, like the Sharks core and what they need to build around. And I just want I want to report that because a lot a lot of a lot of you know the, his accomplishments and a lot of you know if it's not a highlight is what I'm trying to say a lot of what he's done for the San Jose Sharks can easily be kind of like muddied in the waters as you know contracts and trade value and compensation and etc. You know like is this what the you know and then the debate between what the team needs to do to be successful long term versus what they need to do you know you you sharks fans all know what i'm getting at out there um you know a lot of what timo has done for us to get lost and all that noise is what i'm trying to say so uh, without making any without contributing any more noise to it i just want to say timo meyer uh you know thank you and we appreciate you in sharks territory and if you end up being on the team at the end of the season we'll be thrilled absolutely absolutely thrilled all right, and with that being said, it is time to move on to um, you know the next trade rumor here, the latest here, and that's Eric Carlson. 
So we're not going to spend too much time on Eric Carlson because I personally believe that um, this is a deal that may not get done. Um, it's a long shot, but it's not impossible. I don't know if it's plausible. I don't know if it's probable. I don't know what else I could use to explain it, but essentially what I'm trying to get at is um, someone's trying. They're trying, and that's the Oilers, Edmonton. Wouldn't that be something? Now, my last episode, I um, the All-Star episode, I believe it was, or prior to that, I was speaking about how Edmonton was kind of rumored at the beginning of the NHL season to be looking to add a, a, a pardon me, a NHL defenseman, a top four, absolutely sounds like a starter though that can move the puck. Who else can move the puck better than Eric Carlson this year, baby? Seriously. Um, by the way, Eric Carlson currently, um. I believe he is the leader amongst defensemen in goals, assists, and points while um, leading the league in even strength points of 52 amongst all skaters. I believe he has a league lead even strength points, 52. All right. Um, and they're the most right now in franchise history by defensemen for the Sharks. Um, by the way, Brent Burns had 50 in 2016. In 17 and 2018 and 2019. Um, while we're talking about Edmonton, I mean, while we're talking about AK, uh, 65's historic stats, we might as well spit this out um, just a couple of days ago. Um, he, how do I say this properly? I'll say it like this only Bobby Orr has led the league in even strength points as a defenseman over completed seasons since the NHL began tracking that stat in 1933-34. Okay. So, there it is. All that is via Sharks PR. Um, but all that to say is that, you know, Eric Carlson is having an amazing season. An amazing season. Might as well just kind of cover some more of it, okay? Um, right now, he has eight points in his last five games. Uh, that's two goals, six assists. He's um, passed Sandis Ozilich for sole possession of fifth most points by a defenseman. Might as well cover his stats too, show him some love, because you never know. He might wake up tomorrow and he might, you know, trade news. You know, you all waking up thinking you're going to watch the big game, the Super Bowl, and you end up seeing the Super Trade. I'm just kidding. But back to the point. Um, yeah, he passed uh, Sandis Ozilich for... Um, Fifth most points by defenseman in Sharks history. Um, he passed Dan Boyle for second most multi-point games by a defenseman in franchise history. He has a uh, 20, 21, I believe. And, uh, you know, it goes on. So, uh, yeah. Back to the point. Um, so, supposedly, supposedly Eric Carlson is gaining interest from... Um, Edmonton Oilers again, and it has been reported that an order for the San Jose Sharks. So let me let me say okay. So this report again is Frank Saravalli. He said this on his um. He reported this live. I believe this was on Friday. Um, so the San Jose Sharks, if you're not aware, um, Carlson first and foremost with that 11.5 million dollar um cap hit. It's going to probably take about two teams to make a deal work if he gets moved at all. Um, Sounds like Sharks have expressed in the past that they are willing to retain or they want to retain 18 to 20 percent. Um, it's been reported that, um, you know, with four years left on his deal, that it is more than likely that the Sharks are going to have to take on more. Uh, right now, the Sharks want to retain about two or four million, but I believe they're saying um, they want him to retain as much as fifty percent to really make it work. Um, they want to knock him down to the nine nine point five million dollar range, getting seven million dollar range. Uh, again, this is all um, Frank Saravalli on his uh, Daily Face Off uh, podcast, so I believe you could check that out. Um, so yeah, all that to say is 
<laughs> if Eric Carlson is going to move, we're going to need to have someone volunteer to help take on some of his um his cap hit and then, you know, hope that the compensation is really worth um, you know, giving up what Eric Carlson uh, what his value is as of right now. Now, I know a lot of Sharks fans out there are like, hey, take what you can get because of his recent years in San Jose. I don't know about all of that, okay? All I know about is uh, here and now, and right now, right here, in, in this season, Eric Carlson is the best. Connor McDavid more than likely will get all the love, okay? It's just facts because Eric Carlson plays on the Sharks. That's a joke. Sharks fans don't know what I'm saying, though. And also because, you know, um, you know, it's Conor McDavid's going to get all the love. It is what it is, right? But um, I would go to say that when this is all said and done, Eric Carlson deserves to do something, uh, deserves to have, um, in my opinion, a trophy that only one of the Sharks players earned. And that was Joe Thornton. So, you know, take a guess of what, what I'm getting at. Or maybe two of them. But I think Carlson deserves to be an MVP, in my opinion. But um, it is what it is. We'll see what happens at the end of the year. Um, if he ends up getting traded, I don't want him to win anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, though, um, Eric Carlson, he's been tremendous for us. I know on the ice, um, a lot of Sharks fans are kind of sour. They felt like they weren't getting much return. For um, more than just his salary cap hit, um, if you're new to Sharks hockey, a lot of fans out there felt like um, Eric Carlson's arrival in San Jose essentially contributed to the departure of some other core players to what once was a Stanley Cup finalist team. Um, I don't know about all that. Um, and it's been years since then, so I don't know how much weight that argument carries you know, in today's day and age. But the point I'm trying to get at, though, is uh, right now, Eric Carlson, you know, he's amazing. And um, if he's going to be traded away, I think the San Jose Sharks should try to get whatever they can. I really don't think that they should have to. I think teams, if they want to make it work, then they should be the ones to find the other team to take on the salary cap hit for them. I, I think the San Jose Sharks should be able to maintain uh, the minimum because Eric Carlson isn't. It's just. He's having an amazing year. Obviously, he's healthy. And whoever's getting Eric Carlson from the San Jose Sharks is going to get Eric Carlson better than what the Sharks had got him a couple years back in terms of um, production, in terms of, you know, uh, health. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's hungry. He wants to win. Don't not think for one second, pardon me, is I get my tongue all twisted here over my tea excuse me one moment thank you <clears throat> don't think for one second that eric carlson's performance uh in the back of mind he isn't entertaining potential suitors you know what i'm saying his name has been thrown out there now he's gone on record plenty of times saying that he you know is happy where he's at but it's kind of been offset with his comments of saying that he wants to win and i understand um, a lot of us are thinking short term, like, well, if he, he wants to win, the Sharks aren't winning. So obviously, but I think when he says he wants to win, I think he means like, you know, next season as well and so on and so forth. If the San Jose Sharks are going to be in the midst of whatever this is that they're doing for a couple of seasons, well, then you got to start listening to like what Carlson is saying, just like what Logan Couture says that he wants to win. That's another name I just want to throw out there, by the way. But before we start going down that avenue again and going down that same path and conversation that we've been having here in Sharks territory for, well, I don't know what, like seven months now. Let's just um, acknowledge the fact that Eric Carlson is having an amazing year and that, um, in my opinion, if he's going to get the Norris Trophy, he, he better have that um, until, yeah, he'll be recognized for earning it while until if he's on another squad at the end of the year. But... Um, I I want him if he's gonna win that trophy. I want him to do it while he's a shark. I think the fan base and sharks territory deserves that to have a Norris Trophy winning defenseman, especially since we just got rid of Brent Burns. You know what I'm saying? But that's just my opinion, and I digress. Anyways, uh, so that right there was pretty much um, my little 
uh, trade reaction, I guess. My reaction to the latest news and rumors here in Sharks territory. Again, New Jersey wants dibs on Timo Meyer. If San Jose Sharks get somebody and they get a deal that they like, team, uh, New Jersey wants them to hit hit us up. We'll match it or we'll, we'll, we'll do better or whatever. So that's going to be very interesting. Be very interesting. And the way it seems is that it's going to get that the Timo deal may be closer to March than any of these other guys. Um, again, earlier this week, NHL Network reported that Carlson, Meyer, LeBanc, Reimer, and Bonino are potential trade candidates for the San Jose Sharks. Um, and um, yeah, you know, Edmonton reportedly has more interest in uh, Carlson and the the reports now are that a team's going to be needed and the Sharks might be uh, having to retain a little bit more than they're willing to. So um, we'll see how that all goes with Eric Carlson. Uh, I think right now is a good time to um, step aside uh, for a quick moment. Uh, when we, I want to take a break. When we come back, we are going to uh, react to the previous two games. We're going to talk about um, Capo Kakinen's resurgence. So you're going to be the starting goaltender of San Jose Sharks again. Um, with that being said, um, is James Reimer on the move? We're going to react to his potential uh, trade because Aaron Dell has been called up. Um, so we'll, we'll go into that a little bit more. And then we'll preview um, tonight's game. Only the second time in South Sharks history they're going to play on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm Aaron James. You've been enjoying the Shark City Podcast. Um, you've been joining it live on Facebook, Twitter, and or YouTube. And if you're enjoying the audio version of this, you're enjoying it on your favorite podcast platform. We're going to step aside for a quick moment right here. Uh, talk to our friends at Raycon and DraftKings. I'm Aaron James. We'll be right back. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. And how often do those big changes come with big price tags? I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. I love using my everyday earbuds to stay up to date with my favorite podcasts, as well as chime in on live broadcasts when I'm taking my pup on a walk. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that'll last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yep, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. You know what gets me hyped about my Raycon is that their custom gel tips are perfect and the most comfortable in-ear fit. And for when I'm at work and I want to zone in and be productive, the noise isolation definitely helps. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. You know, this year's Super Bowl, I'm a little conflicted because both teams in the Super Bowl were not my picks to be in there last week. But nonetheless, I'll be watching the battles in the trenches. Obviously, offensive and defensive lines of both of these clubs are going to set the tempo and the tone for the biggest game of the year. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Shark City Podcast. <clears throat> Pardon me. 
Uh, yeah, it's Super Bowl Sunday, baby. Uh, for us, it's, you know, early Sunday morning, technically, you know, Saturday night. Not really early Sunday morning, okay. Um, you know what? Really quick here. Uh, I, I found this interesting. Now, obviously, you know, hockey players and sports, you know, professional sports, they tend to be fans of other professional sports, right? I mean, everyone, it's no secret that Captain Logan Couture is a huge fan of the Buffalo Bills. All right. Um, so he shared our pain. You know, the captain of our team had to see his favorite pigskin team get eliminated. <laughs> Anyways, um, the whole reason I'm talking about all this is outside of the fact that it is Super Bowl Sunday and the Sharks will play at 1030 San Jose time. All right. So that's what one was that 10, 11, 12, 1. Yeah, one thirty Eastern time. So locally over there in uh in DC, the District of Columbia. Um but yeah, they're gonna be playing uh Super Bowl Sunday for the second time ever in franchise history. Um but Curtis Pashelka, okay, so Curtis Pashelka of the Barrier News Group, he's a local beat reporter for the Sounds of Mercury News, covers Sounds of Sharks. Uh he went to Twitter and said, and I quote, Sharks will be flying home for for duration of Super Bowl 57 and likely won't be able to stream the game. Quinn joked it will be video coach. Well, pretty much saying hopefully they get it done. I won't have to go into the joke. But you get you get the gist of it is that the Sharks are going to be in the air flying back home pretty much when the Super Bowl is going on. And they won't be able to stream the live game. I'm just going to say this really quick, all right? We are the team of Silicon Valley. Why do not? Why do these guys not have the ability to like have Wi-Fi or stream that game on that flight home? It makes zero sense to me. Absolutely zero sense. But hey, it wouldn't make you know that that's that's pretty practical considering that you know that's not my expertise. It's not my job, right? I'm not in aviation. You know, I. I I broadcasted out there before, you know, I broadcasted the greater Bay area, but I'm not, you know, I'm not too, I'm not an expert on trying to get that live Super Bowl stream onto the Sharks, you know, playing over there. But come on, guys, come on. Anyways, I digress. No, no, one more. Uh, if you haven't seen it, um, again, you can see this on our Twitter. Apparently, our rivals, the Los Angeles Kings, have beat the San Jose Sharks to 3D or force perspective technology, as they called it, even though the Saudi Sharks have a big old center hung video screen that has this technology right there at the tank. Um, so uh, the LA Kings have what looks like a player breaking through glass, raising the cup, but the puck looks like it's floating and shooting toward you, and it's kind of just like, really? Anyways. The Kings would do that. They would throw some shade and try to beat the Sharks, their NorCal rivals, to the punch, even though we have that bad boy hanging in the middle of the Shark Tank. Now I digress. All right. Hey, I'm just keeping it real, all right? It is what it is. <clears throat> Freaking Kings. Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, so speaking of more uh, rivalries and more opponents here, and we're going to recap... Uh, the last two games. So the last time we got together, the San Jose Sharks did some amazing things. Captain Lone Couture got his first ever five-point um, game performance. That was against the Pittsburgh Pens. Um, so first and foremost, we have ourselves. Um, how do I say this? The Sharks are pretty much, you know, they go two games in Florida. It's pretty chill too. Uh, seeing Randy, uh, Randy Hahn on Twitter posts and on Instagram posts all his uh, views from his hotel room. Uh, Sunrise, Florida is a really a fantastic place. Um, but back to the point. Uh, some of the Sharks were taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning and they're taking on the Florida Panthers. And um, it was split down the middle. So uh, the Sharks couldn't make it three in a row. Uh, they obviously they beat the Pens before the uh, All Star break, which was nice to see the guys get it done. And in the first game back from the All Star break, they defeated Steve Stomkos in the Tampa Bay Lightning. So not a bad one-two punch for Capo Kakinen, who got his second consecutive win in his second consecutive start 
for the San Jose Sharks. As a matter of fact, before the game against the Florida Panthers, Kakinen had made 71 saves on 78 shots for a .910 save percentage in his two victories back-to-back. -back. Couldn't make it three in a row. He was the starter for the third game in a row. His first three game uh three consecutive games starting uh, he's earned it obviously his name is kind of being uh, mentioned again they're talking about it you know once cack once capital cackin's performance started to you know um rise obviously and naturally they start talking about goaltender position the goaltender bat uh, battle again because it was supposed to be capital cackin's position to lose and james reimer said it straight up you know He's going to battle for that position all day. And he he won it out last season. And we'll see if he can continue to hold it down this season. We'll go a little bit to that more uh, later. First, let's just kind of finish our recap against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, one of the storylines that we were paying attention to was Scott Harrington. Uh, his first game being paired up with Eric Carlson after Carlson has spent over 670 minutes with Jacob Magna, who was recently traded away. Um, so the first game together, we're looking for that first line chemistry. Well, Eric Carlson and Scott Harrington both found the back of the net for the San Jose Sharks. Sharks won that game in overtime, four to three, by the way. They scored in every single frame. They got a goal in the first, second, third, and in overtime. All right. Whereas Tampa Bay, they lit they lit us up in that third period. I'm not gonna lie to you, they lit us up. All right, they did it often too. They did it like two minutes and ten seconds into the game. Uh, Timo Meyer scored, or excuse me, um, Eric Carlson scored on the power play for his 17th goal of the season. Nice little slapper. Timo Meyer, Tomo Shirley got the assist, so we answered back about four minutes after. But then they just started to pile it on again. A few minutes after that, they score on the power play. They being the Lightning. Uh, Brandon Point, that's a name we heard often because he went back-to-back -back first on the power play, then on even strength. He did it within about five minutes, seven minutes, we'll say. Seven minutes, give or take, of each other. So next thing you know, um, you know, the Sound of the Sharks are down three to one. But the great news is they shut them down and shut them out for the final, uh, or for the rest of the game. Um... Capo Kakin again, man, having a great uh, performance. It looked a little shaky, you know. Um, he's getting a lot of action. He's getting a lot of action, getting a lot of shots. I mean, almost 80 shots in two games. Come on, that's crazy. All right, anyways, um, back to the point. Uh, some of these Sharks, they won that game. It was exciting to see um, them put back-to-back -back victories against two of not just um, you know some of the best clubs in the NHL, but also two of the best players, that being Sidney Crosby and Steven Samkos. Unfortunately, the Sharks could not get the job done um, the other night against the uh, Florida Panthers, in which they lost 4-1. to one. Um, The Sharks did score first, and they had the first period lead, but then it was the reverse for them this time out against the, you know, the big cats over there in Florida. They end up being uh, shut down and shut out for the final two periods. And Florida uh, put up a deuce on us for both the second and the third on the, um, you know, on the scoreboard. So they won four to one. Uh, Alexander Barabanov scored the lone goal for the San Jose Sharks. It's eighth of the season. And Eric Carlson got an assist, of course. Um, yeah. Um, it was nice while last, I guess. Oh, well, we suck again. Just kidding. Um, but on, in real talk, though, uh, the Sally Sharks are looking good, baby. They're looking good. Um, I believe it was, what, Curtis Brown, who was kind of predicting that they're going to get further away from the first-round draft pick. I don't think that's um, too out of pocket, to be real with you. Sally Sharks have been picking up points, and they've been picking up points against the most unlikely opponents. Um, they were not favored to win the game against Pittsburgh, nor were they favored to win the game against uh, Tampa. And they still came out with the victory. Uh, speaking of which, they're not the favorites to win against the uh, Washington Capitals either. All right, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's um, let's just move on with um, the 
reaction to this whole um how do i say this reaction to potentially moving james reimer <clears throat> pardon me all right so james reimer i have nothing but like praise for james reimer i just want that to be said it's going to be one of those podcasts where, you know, the guys that are potentially going to be on the move, I just want to show some love. Um, I'm sure they read stuff if they pay attention, but I'm sure they hear things. And you just got to think about it, man. It's, you know, these people have families, they have lives too. And, you know, imagine working somewhere and not knowing if like, you know, you are going to have to move for work every single year. Anyways, um, but James Reimer, you know what? As it is on previous uh, episodes, uh, leading back to last season, he is the undisputed starting goaltender in the San Jose Sharks. And unless um, unless Kapokakinen can keep it up, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be. Uh, with the exception of, you know, the salary cap and, you know, all that other jazz that's around the whole trade deadline stuff. But bottom line is um, I have nothing but love for James Reimer. For Optimus Ryan, um, he gave us some really solid goaltending, and he kept us in some games that we didn't deserve to necessarily be in as a squad um, since last season. Um, it's a little bit off, you know, a little bit on the decline this year, but it is what it is, okay? You know, the guy um, hasn't been healthy. He's been, you know, there's all, all these other things that are not going, <laughs> going right that's going on in front of him, so, you know, can't put everything on him. But um, back to the point. Kapokakinen is kind of, um, you know, his stocks have been rising in the past few games, specifically um, the last two. As a matter of fact, the last three, um, he's posting a save percentage, Kapokakinen, of um, 0 0.90, um, two or higher. So against Pittsburgh, uh, he made 37 saves on 41 shots for um, a 0.902 save percentage just being Kapokakinen um, against Tampa Bay 34 saves on 37 shots for a 9 point or 0.919 and even though he lost that game against Florida and even though the score was um, you know 4 to 1 uh, those are obviously empty nets um, so he only got scored against twice and um you know, he made 38 saves on 40 shots, so he put a .950 save percentage. So even in the loss in those three games, um, he he played his best performance. He's getting hot. He's starting to look like the goaltender, Kapokakinen, like the goaltender that, you know, Sharks fans were um, hoping to see at the beginning of the year. You know, it took a while, but he's getting there. Maybe all that work at the beginning to back off is starting to pay off, starting to transcend and translate onto the ice. Who knows? But bottom line is, with his resurgence as of late, getting three consecutive starts, and Aaron Dell being called up, all of us here in Sharks territory just cannot help but wonder if James Reimer is going to be on the move. And that's the whole reason why I'm having this segment, just for some more trade season, trade deadline, trade rumor update. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's been reported that he might be under the weather I have to check into whether or not that's legitimate or if that's just something I've seen floating out there in the uh, internet. But, um, you know, he's under the weather, so I guess if that's the case, then Aaron Dell should be um, penciled in. He should be, you know, the backup tomorrow and uh, or today, pardon me, and Reimer should be a, a healthy scratch, quote-unquote healthy being, you know, day-to-day, -day, so unhealthy, I guess. I'm not too sure. But anyways, long story short is... um. Yeah, a lot of us are wondering, you know, is James Reimer going to be in a move? His name was obviously up there with Eric Carlson, Timo Meyer, Kevin LeBanc, and Nick Bonito. Financial Network earlier this week on being potential Sharks on the move um, with Capital Kakinen getting three consecutive starts and playing amazing. He had some great goaltending, all right? I know the scoreboard wasn't on his side, but forget the scoreboard. He's had some amazing goaltending. Um it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder if now the Sharks feel it's time and comfortable to, you know, move on uh, from James Reimer having to hold it down. 
Um, so we'll find out soon enough. Uh, with that being said, let's get into the preview for today's game. Um, once again, I want to thank everybody who's been listening to us at Top of the Hour. I'm Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast for February 12th, 2023, Season 2, Episode 27. Um, the Shark City Podcast is the official podcast of SharkCityHockey.com. We are a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, all of our previous episodes can be found at SharkCityHockey.com. Um, we post our video and audio versions of this show together. Uh, you can find those posts at sharkcityhockey.com. So here we go. Today, later on this morning, maybe I'll get some uh, get enough shut eye and wake up to see it. Of course, I'm going to watch it at the Capital One Arena at 10:30 in the morning for those of us who live in San Jose. The San Jose Sharks, who are 16, 26, and 11, will be headed to the nation's capital. They're probably already there, and they will face the Washington Capitals. Early Sunday morning, again, for us Sharks fans on the West Coast. Uh, this will be the 48th all-time game between the San Jose Sharks and the Washington Capitals. The Sharks are 29-14-1-3 all-time against the Caps. Um, the Sharks look to finish out this road trip with a win. All right. The only Bay Area team looking for a win on Super Bowl Sunday. And I say that with um, with a little bit of pain. <laughs> I'm a Niner fan. If you guys don't know, uh, I've mentioned it in previous episodes. Uh, so if you if you're a follower of this program, it's something new to you, and I feel you. Um, and we do have people who follow this program who are obviously because it's the Bay Area. You know, there's a Raider fan base out there. So you know, um, to all those out, to all of you out there who are um, you know Raider fans, who knows? Maybe y'all get lucky and uh, get Garoppolo. Anyways, uh, back to hockey. Uh, this is going to be the second time in franchise history for the San Jose Sharks that they'll be playing on a Super Bowl Sunday. Um, the Sharks are one and zero, baby. They're one and zero on on Super Bowl Sundays. So let's see, let's see, if we keep uh keep the undefeated tradition going here. Um, by the way, the Sharks are eight one and one against the Washington Capitals since two thousand and ten when playing in Washington. All right, um, per money puck, as of today, the chances of winning for San Jose is 41.4%. As previously mentioned, they were the underdogs against Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay as well. They were also the underdogs against Florida, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, they won two out of three is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, I would assume that the projected lineups, and this isn't accurate. I mean, excuse me, this is an official and it may be subject to change, obviously. But I'm assuming that the Sharks projected lineups will be Meyer, Hurdle, and Gregor on the first. AC Makachur and Barabanov on the second. Bonino, Sturm, Limbaum on the third. Gadjevich, Lorenz, Sveshnikov on the fourth. Uh, Harrington and Carlson, obviously, on that first line. Vlasic and Benning, um, obviously, holding down the second because Ferraro is... We were listening to the last podcast. We already know what we know about Ferraro. And then Jacob McDonald, obviously. We're going to see if, um, you know, some of those. Jacob McDonald, he was uh, he won some awards in AHL, the Colorado Eagles, a couple of seasons ago as being, um, you know, a defenseman with the most goals in the season. So we'll see if that could translate into NHL to San Jose Sharks. Uh, more than likely, Capo Kakin is going to be the starter in it. Obviously, because James Reimer is out ill, supposedly. Definitely not packing his bags, getting ready for a potential move and Aaron Dell should be, um, you know, the backup. All right. Um, so let's, uh, just further our preview here in the last, um, right now we'll preview the last three games is coming out for us at Uh, the last three games, your sounds, sharks who are on a hot streak is Alexander Bonoff and Eric Carlson. Obviously Carlson, the last three games, he has six points has two goals and four assists uh, power play goal, by the way, one of those uh, two goals. Um, Lone Couture is pretty good. You know what I'm saying? He has the same results, two goals and four assists, six points in the last three games. And bear Bonoff is looking pretty sweet as well. Two goals, three assists, five points in the last three games. I might as well show some love to the other guy, Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle. Two minor three points, two goals and assists, and Tomas Hurdle quietly making some noise with two assists. Uh, those are our shark, our top sharks. Um, you know, speaking purely of offensive production, uh, the last three years, in the last three years, um, 
investigators look for in the last few years for selling the Sharks. Uh, Oscar Lindblom, he has the most games played against Washington with 11. Uh, he's had two assists for two points in that performance. Lone Couture, um, the captain, is pretty much the only Shark that hasn't been added this season. Uh, with, with the exception of Meyer, they have two games. Um, they just got an apple each, so we'll see if they'll be able to make some, you know, produce some points. We'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. To be honest with you, Washington Capitals are 28, 20, and 6 going into this game. Um, yeah. People look out for Marcus uh, Joe Johansson. He's played 10 games against San Jose in the last three years. Has four points, a goal, and three assists. Uh, Sonny Milano, he's had three games against us. We all know that name. Uh, Ovechkin, obviously, well, you know, we'll pay attention to that guy. But um, enough about the Caps. I think that's all I want to preview. Um, you know, in a few hours, the puck will be dropping. Well, not a few hours, but in several hours. Um, so, with that being said, I think I'm going to end the program as I typically do here on the Shark City Podcast. And that's by saying, let's go Sharks. Let's beat the Caps. Let's keep our Super Bowl Sunday record perfect, 2-0. and Sounds so weird to be talking about another sport while, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a hockey podcast. We were talking about another sport. I'm talking about it because the Sharks be talking about it. All right? That Super Bowl stat is via the Sound of the Sharks. And uh, again, the Sharks be talking about how they can't watch the game while flying back home. Come on, man. Get some Wi-Fi. Get a team in Silicon Valley. All right. I'm done. I'm Aaron James. This has been the Shark City Podcast for Super Bowl Sunday, February 12th, 2023. Um, Sharks got the Washington Capitals. Then they'll come back home for Valentine's Day. That's so messed up. We haven't seen you for all month long. We haven't seen you at the tank since last year, and you're gonna come back on Valentine's Day when I got when we all got to take out. Okay, maybe we'll go to the game. Maybe we'll go to the game. I'm just kidding. All right, I'm having a little bit too much fun. Uh, thanks again to everybody who's been uh, with me live at the top of the hour, and everyone who's uh, joined us on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast. Once again, uh, let's go Sharks! Beat the Washington Caps, and uh, we'll get together and discuss some more Sharks hockey next week. Enjoy your Super Bowl uh, Sunday weekend. Enjoy your Sunday morning Sharks hockey. And, um, uh, you know, we'll get together again uh, maybe in a couple of days. Unless, of course, something big happens like a trade. You never know. Stay tuned. All right, everyone in Sharks territory, y'all have a great rest of your night, morning, whatever, or wherever you're watching. And, um, you know, until next time.